Hi friends, welcome back to the interview podcast. Today I have with me author Sky Summers. Sky, thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your books. Thank you for inviting me, Rianne. Um, my categorization is, is slightly befuddling. We were just discussing it before with someone else and uh, uh, I write mixed generation fantasy and mostly fairy tales. And what that means is you can pick up one of my books and find that it's YA, 15 year old, 17 year old, it's cool. And then you can veer into some adult themes as well. Not, you know, steamy sex or anything like that. I write fade to black. But it's, um, you know, things that come up in an adult world like um, abortions or um, miscarriages or, you know, separations and hooking up again with somebody that, that you hated for a while. And, yeah. and you know, uh, kids separated from mothers and, you know, stuff that YA doesn't really, really write about. But in a fairy tale context, so that it's still mild and, and you still... Well, I try to make people think about things. Yeah, perfect. With so- humor, by the way, because that's <laughs> that, that's a must. I can't write without humor. Perfect. We all need a good laugh in the world. So when did you realize you wanted to be a writer? I think we've all been through um, writing diaries at age 12, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of a novelist, I've, I've been writing poems, angsty ones, uh, probably will never publish them. But uh, in, in my adult life, I have written poems um, after breakups, usually, as you do. Uh, mm-hmm. But when did I figure out I was a novelist? I guess it was about 2006. So about 14 years ago, 15 oh, years okay. ago. I was working in London. Um, it was a very left hemisphere dominant job. So my creativity was kind of, let me out, let me out, please. (laughs) Um, And um, I started writing a short story, except on page 80, I realized it's not a short story, it's a novel. Yeah. And I guess that's that's the first book, which is actually now, 15 years later, coming out this October, because another book, uh, a more fun one, got published before as my first debut novel. Oh, that's such a good little story. And I love, I love the fact that you were like, my creativity was just like, let me out because I've been there. I've been in that situation where it's like, please just write me now. <laughs> yeah. And and I usually recognize the dead end jobs by, by the fact that uh, my creativity is just, you know, like, wow, like this <laughs> yeah. year, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. So what is one goal that you set yourself as an author? To write a little bit, uh, if not on paper or in my uh, laptop, write a little bit every day, actually. Whether it's uh, thinking through scenes, you know, as, as authors do, you go in a shower and you, you start thinking about, you know, oh, how yeah. would they react to something? Um, to just whenever you're bored and waiting for something, for a meeting or, or um, for a taxi to come pick you up, then I we always have our phones and I use that as... Uh, as a note taker. So I, I jot down in shorthand whatever ideas I have, and then I can flesh them out later. It doesn't mean that I, I do physically write every day, but I do think about writing every day. So that's my goal. And that's what gets me to, to writing stories the way that I do. Perfect. So you obviously have quite a few books out at the moment, but where do you get your ideas? Um, 
it all started with me stealing ideas from overheard conversations and from friends. So people were almost, well, I can't say they're afraid to talk to me because I'm usually quite personable or so I would like to think. So um, I, I will warn people that this conversation is going into a book under different names. But nowadays, um, since the conversations are very few and far in between because we're all sitting at home, um, nowadays, I don't know. It's just my creativity is on a rampage this year. Um, I, I don't know. I dream about them. Some of the books I dream, actually. Um, other books I, I read quite a lot. So I get ideas of, oh, this is cool. I can use that. Or what if I took that and put it in a completely different setting? So I'm not stealing, I'm borrowing. But mm -hmm. then we all do because yeah. writers read a lot as well so that they can perfect the craft. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And why did you choose the avenue of publishing that you've gone down? I self-publish and uh, I uh, queried agents and publishing houses for about two years with um, one of my first novels, which looking back 15 years later, I do realize that I probably need to rewrite it and that's what I'm probably going to do as well. So. I don't blame for nobody taking me on, mm -hmm. but for two years, you realize that, you know, this is getting gold. I want this book out there. Um, I do have readers. I, uh, I, I want to be a published author and there's actually an easier way. And you Google and you end up with Amazon KDP and then you just find out how to work it. And, and there you go. And of mm -hmm. course, you know, I'm miles from uh, my uh, debut novel of uh, let's hit publish and then just wait for the readers to come to me. And oh, yeah. yay, now I'm famous. Um, that's just, you know, uh, ultimately naive. Uh, but uh, that's, that's how I decided that, you know, enough is enough. I want to be published and uh, I'll do it myself. Mm -hmm. And what do you think is the most exciting part about publishing? Figuring things out. For me, it's always been learning and figuring things out. And even the last year with a few uh, author friends like yourself and, and Astrid and, and Alice, then it's been a huge jump in how to self-market, how to do mm -hmm. this, how to do that. So it's always the bit about how to that I find, I find fascinating. And in self-publishing, there's also the bits that uh, that you find out uh, you know trying by doing and and you fall on your face and and that's fine but you just uh, learn something and you go on for instance um my first books i did paperbacks first i was hesitant to do ebooks for some reason for quite a while and um i tried to get into um London and and the big bookstores but then it turned out that I needed to be resident there and at the time I already wasn't I had moved back home uh, so I got in touch with the local bookstores and then I started selling there but then if you're selling in a, in a really local market and only paperbacks then then you have to push people to go and buy that book yeah uh, but now this year I'm doing it differently. So I've had a couple of ebooks out, a trilogy, um, Cinderella, Red Riding Hood, and, and The Wizard of Oz Retold. And now I'm starting to approach the bookstores of look, I have a book out, it's an ebook, uh, it's got so many ratings on Amazon and Goodreads, and you can go and read about it and the reviews and all that. And based on that decision, then then they they take you on. 
And then they also will link on their websites to those reviews. And then the sales hopefully will go better. So it's experimenting and learning to do things. That's what I like. Yeah. And I think that's one of the the fun things about self-publishing is there's so many different things that you can try. And there's so many different ways of getting your book out there. So um, I always remember when I went to... um, the self-publishing show live last March before everything got locked down. Um, Giovanna Penn was saying that even, even though you have one book, you can put it in so many different formats that so many different readers can access it and then True. get to experience your story. True. Because nowadays, you know, it's it's audiobooks or or even trying uh, to make it into a screenplay. There are contests out there which... Yeah. Uh, they will, you know, they will ask you for your book and ask if they can make it into screenplay. So there's loads of, of ways that you can um, you can get your book to readers. That's true. Mm-hmm. So we're going to dive into the nitty gritty of being an author now. So what is your typical writing routine? Are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a... I have a job and I'm an entrepreneur. I have a family with occasionally one and occasionally five kids. Um, oh. So um, at nighttime, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. And what tools and software do you use? Um, I use Scrivener, uh, but that's when I'm, um, when I'm drafting and writing. When I'm already at the stage of um, betas and, and arcs, then I switch to Word. Because for some strange reason, it's it's more convenient to track changes and all that and accept changes. Because I I used to um, play with the importing and exporting and all that. I know some people use Scrivener for formatting as well instead of Vellum, but but I don't. I have a formatter who does that. Nice. Um, I used to use Word, but uh, about 15 years ago, it kind of crashed when you get over 120K words. Mm-hmm. and you don't want it crashing so yeah. that's why um software but yeah um so next question is have you made any mistakes and how did you learn from them oh oodles <laughs> <laughs> here we are two hours later um uh, well a couple of i've already told you about the naivety of, of publishing your book and just waiting for people to flock to you yeah. um you have to get out there tell everybody that you know about your book start with your friends and family uh with their friends and family uh with the international friends and family um and and the marketing is a is a large aspect of of what I've had to learn for the past year, which you need, you really need to do, whether you want it or not, because if you're a self-published author, nobody will do it for you. And apparently even with the big publishing houses, there are things that they won't do for you. Um, So yeah, the naivety of just getting your book out there and and praying um, doesn't work. Um, The paperbacks before eBooks for me didn't work. the other way around let's see I hope uh, it's better Um, other mistakes uh, waiting until the last moment before you get uh, advanced reader copy readers or reviewers um, you know lined up Mm -hmm. because usually uh, and I know that I'm I'm grossly kind of uh, failing at the moment with the next book because I don't I haven't done it yet and it's out in about a a month Um, but usually um, about two months or even more 
you need to have at least agreements in place of who will read it, when are they able to review it, yeah. and always go more in numbers um, compared to how many reviews you want to have because, you know, 50% might say yes, but they won't do it. Yeah. So th there's loads of mistakes, loads. Um, <laughs> I think, I I think you covered on. the main Do you want ones. me to go on? No, no. Well, if you want to, it's completely up to you. <laughs> Uh, how about instead you tell us a little bit about what you're working on at the moment? At the moment? Well, I'm waiting to hear back from my editor as to whether I need to do any rewrites on this time around, which is um, a futuristic, um, I can guess, uh, I, I guess I can call it sci-fi, mm -hmm. set in uh, 2101 in, in post-Brexit London. Um, and it's a book about cloning and it's rather cerebral and it's about uh, how emotions are not allowed and you actually go and purchase them and uh, how everybody's mind controlled by music. Um, so kind of slightly familiar themes to what we're experiencing now. Mm -hmm. uh, and that one doesn't have humor in it, which I know it's sucky, but it's one of my books that doesn't have humor in it. <laughs> so that's the one that I'm working on now, but in parallel, I'm working on the next short story, which comes out in December, which is a Snow Queen retelling. And that will be set probably beginning of 20th century in Russia. Oh, wow. I don't think I've actually read any books that have been set in Russia before, so I'll have to definitely check that one out. Oh, I can suggest you a couple because there is uh, uh, there is uh, Catherine, oh, I can't remember. I can never remember the name, uh, the last name. But it's um, deathless. That's the that's what the book is called, and it's set in that time, and it it goes through the emotions of the war and how people are starving and what is she feeling and how she escapes into the magic land and you know things like that. So mm -hmm. it's almost like the Russian version of Alice in Wonderland, but slightly much more warped. Okay, okay. Well, we are on our final question. So, what advice would you give to writers who are just starting out? Um, lots. <laughs> so if you're not limiting me with just one thing, then I would suggest that, um, first of all, write every day. If you can't think about it, if you can't think about it, breathe towards it. Mm -hmm. um, second, um, get somebody who's a bit more experienced as a buddy. You can find them in author forums. You can find them on Instagram. You can even, if you have a favorite indie author, you can reach out to them. And, you know, I'm, I'm mentoring a couple of who I just found on Instagram, basically. Um, so reach out and you will be learning much quicker and you might not understand half of the things that they do or how they do it, but uh, they will, if they're good people, they will, you know, pull you by the ears and 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 yeah. uh, get you to places. Um, another point of advice is get an editor. If you can't afford one, then find a friend who loves being pernickety about text and and loves, you know, taking things apart. But then you need to kind of uh, grow a little bit in 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 terms of how you handle feedback as well. So. Mm -hmm. I know we're all very artsy people and, and we're all very emotional and, and vulnerable, but uh, with writing, you need to adopt a view of, okay, this is feedback, but it's my book. So I have a choice of whether I'm going to integrate what uh, the suggestion is, or I'm just going with my gut feel. 
And if it's your book and, and you want it to be the way that you want it to be, then you don't have to accept all the feedback that you get or all the editing that you get because you might have written it in a specific way with a specific, for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. But but get an editor and, uh, and also... Um, Get the book out early to your test readers because they will come back to you with typos and stuff. Yeah. And then you can still <laughs> eliminate those before you kind of go with the book is out, everybody go buy. Because otherwise they kind of buy and then they come back to you. It's like, hmm, there's pictures missing here and there's typo there and then there's a tense here. And then you're like, oh my God, how many people have downloaded it? A hundred? Do I still <laughs> want to correct the mistakes? Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, writing writing or thinking about writing every day uh, and just noticing uh, amazing stuff that you can integrate into your stories or can twist into a completely different story then then that's the most important bit Mm. and I think that is the most perfect advice to end this podcast on so thank you so much for coming on I will leave links to everything that is related to you and your books in the description for any reader that wants to check you out and check out some of your books hopefully they'll download some little plug for our anthology if it is coming out in april if anyone wants to help us and support book aid international the links will be in the description too and yeah because yeah. that's the ones that i missed because i'm writing them in parallel as well <laughs> and i can and i can show you the book that is coming out in in uh, in amazon it's it's not there yet but this is the paperback of of one of the books and that's the 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 past charity anthology that i have uh, from from july yeah yeah, so there's there's loads of stuff. Just be be tuned and follow us. And yeah, but thank you for inviting me. It was really fun. You are so welcome. Thank you for coming on.